If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. We are going to have a very special podcast for you today. We're going to talk about a film from NFL 360. They've won a bunch of Emmy Awards. It's hosted by Melissa Stark. Emotional storytelling. This one is called Who If Not Us? And it premieres on NFL 360 on Saturday on Christmas Eve, December 24th, after game day final on NFL Network. If you missed that, you can catch it on Tuesday, December 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. It stars... Among others, Kyle Brandt, who is one of the co-hosts of Good Morning Football and a friend and a guy that is so talented, I can't even begin to tell you. But this is out of his comfort zone. If you watch Good Morning Football, you've seen him mention this story about the Ukrainian League of American Football, those players getting their families to safety, then going to fight the Russians uh, in that war some 12,000 miles away. You're going to care about these guys. You're going to learn about them. It is a terrific film, and Kyle Brandt was affected in every way you can be affected. It also includes a tie with the Bucks and Tom Brady and their game in Germany against the Seattle Seahawks. You want to stay tuned for that. Um, this is a terrific uh, program and so well done, and we're honored uh, that Kyle Brandt and Trent Cooper, the the uh, I guess he's was he director Steve or the producer of this? He's the director or producer of this this feature. He's a showrunner on the NFL three sixty. Showrunner show. on NFL uh, NFL three sixty. He's won a bunch of Emmys. A good friend from Lakeland, as a matter of fact. Uh, and he and he and he's a uh, listener to this podcast, which is why we're doing this uh, to promote this film. But it's really, really very, very well done. So we have that coming up. First, I remind you guys, if you want to save money on your electric bill, we have the solution for you. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems for 12 years. In a field with all these companies, May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That is the May difference if you visit their Hudson showroom. May Electric displays all kinds of products, and they conduct on-site testing. You can see what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. Those are Billy Mays guys up on the roof taking care of you. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your life and that of your appliances. May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, Kyle Brandt is uh, one of the co-hosts of Good Morning Football. You know him very well through his work on the NFL Network. And he is also a great storyteller. And he has told the story of a film by NFL 360 called Who If Not Us. And it's about really players from the Ukrainian League of American Football who take care of their families and go on to fight the war against the Russians. And it is compelling and it airs on Christmas Eve after the game day final. And then again, at its normal time slot at 8 p.m. on December 27th. And 
both Kyle and Trent join us now. Kyle, I have to start with you. You know, I, I'm so familiar with your work. I'm, I'm unabashed fanboy of it, to be honest with you. And this is unlike anything you would do uh, on Good Morning Football, obviously. It's not Wall Streeters. It's not, you know, predicting games. Uh, it's, it's very emotional, uh, to be honest with you. What drew you to the project? Because it is something that, that is out of your comfort zone. Uh, you're absolutely right. Couldn't be more right. And thank you for noticing it, Rick. I felt the same way. Um, Trent here, um, Trent Cooper, our guy who directed this, masterminded it, came to me way back um, in the spring. I think it was in April, March, maybe. And he talked about the story, unbelievably compelling story of these football players in Ukraine with families and wives and children who play our style of football, American football, 11 on 11, same position, same type of deal. And he explained that, you know, the war is going on and they have stopped being football players and they become soldiers and they're on the front line fighting the Russians who are invading their country. And my first reaction was, whoa, listen, I I am a a dad who loves football. And he said, so are they. That's why you're perfect for this. Because I said, you know, well, don't you want, this is something that's very important. This is not angry runs. This is not screaming about Aaron Rodgers. This is massive, massive, the biggest story in the world with families being affected and ripped apart. Don't you know? Only you go with more of a conventional journalist and his instincts, and he can talk about this. We're always opposite in that we want you and we need you to be able to relate to these guys because we're going to do this for months. And this is not an interview. This is not a sit down. This is relationships that will be forged and friendships and really brotherhoods. And that's how the whole thing started. And I jumped into it. And um, it is. I'll tell you right now, it is the single most rewarding thing I have ever done in my career. And Trent, from your your standpoint, uh, why did you think Kyle would be perfect for this? And would you have taken no for an answer? <laughs> no, I, I I told him if he said no, I was just going to ask him again. Um, look, we, you know, we want we we always look for a new way to tell a great story. And Kyle is somebody that. You know, I'll admit, put, make him put the ear muffs on for a second here. I, I like, I'm a huge fan of his work. I love what he does. I watch him every day. I've never met him before this project cool. and certainly never worked with him. And yet he was the only dude on the list for this. And I don't, you know, I, I, I and I'll back up a little bit and say, you know, the project was pitched to me by an editor uh, who's, who's also a producer on this project. His name's Ryan Smith. And, and he had... He had found this this connection with these men from Ukrainian League of American Football, and he had started to DM with them, and he had formed this bond. and And, and he came to me and he said, "I have this pitch," and and I'd never even met Ryan. And I remember him, him kind of tracking me down in the lunchroom at the NFL uh, in LA. And it was one of those moments where you know you get pitched all the time when you do what I do for a living, and you're almost already. Ex- you know, trying to think of how you're going to say no before they even finish the pitch because you get pitched so often. Sure. And as it's coming out of his mouth, I'm like, holy, shit, this might mm-hmm. be the best pitch I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I'm meeting him for the first time. And so all this is crystallizing over the course of about 72 hours. I'm getting a great pitch. I'm realizing we need the perfect correspondent. And I, for some reason, it's like, it's got to be Kyle Brandt. And I have to talk to all my bosses and they all have the exact same, the, the, the exact same response, which is we love Kyle. He's the best in the world at what he does. This isn't what he does. 
why Kyle? And, and I keep saying the same thing. It's like two things. One is uh, because he's like them. And that, oh. that, that connection is going to be incredible if it happens. And then the other reason, which I don't always say in front of Kyle, is that if this plays out the way I thought it would in my head, that, that going on this journey would deeply affect Kyle. It would mess him up in a lot of ways because he he would allow himself to 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 experience this stuff through their eyes in ways that I don't know that normal journalists do. I mean, there's a detachment that normal journalists have. In fact, when you go to journalism school, I'm pretty sure they teach you don't make this don't let yourself become part of the story. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like the opposite. I wanted Kyle all in and I wanted him <laughs> deeply a part of this story. And I wanted to see how it affected him as a dad, as a husband, as a former football player, as a guy who loves to joke and have beers and talk ball. Like I wanted to see how all of that impacted him when he went on this journey. Well, it certainly does. And we'll, we'll get to all of that, but, but first, uh, and Trent, you mentioned there already been correspondence, but Kyle, you hadn't met these guys. Um, and in fact, when you're communicating with them, it's not FaceTime. It's sort of you do a video, they do one back. And so that that's a unique way to form a relationship just in and of itself. Old fashioned. We 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 talk about this this project that it's what we used to call pen pals. When you yeah. were a little kid, you you'd write letters back and forth with your friend in Cincinnati, and every two weeks you'd get a letter and you'd run to the mailbox and then you'd write one back. Mm-hmm. It was like that, except my friend in Cincinnati were my friends in camouflage and my friends uh, in in Ukraine and my friends in trenches, and that's how it happened. Which is a sort of um, romantic in a way, and that it's it's very old fashioned, and that's how we all used to communicate, but also for myself, really nerve wracking. You know, I, I'd love to tell you that I just owned this project and I was just on, I was so determined and comfortable and confident the whole time. I, it could not be more different. I was always nervous at the beginning. I was so insecure. The origin story of this is imagine this. So this producer, this staff of producers comes to you and they say, we found these guys, these four guys and they're in trenches that they dug so they could avoid Russian missiles from killing them. And they've sent some videos to us telling us about their experiences. Now you, um, in the suburbs, you know, with, with your Volvo, sit down and record a video and say, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm Kyle. Like, I had this whole thing about, look, these, these are better people than I am. They are going through much more struggles than I am. I don't think they're going to respect me. I don't think they're going to identify with me. So when you sit down and hold your phone and press record and say, hello, Yuri, my name is Kyle. And I really respect what you're doing was very difficult, very. And I was um, really intimidated by it. And I remember I sent press send on that first video. And I said, I'm I'm never going to hear from these guys. They're at war. I'm going to soccer practice. And yet they, I heard from them. I heard from them every time. I responded every time. And that guy of me who started out saying I was so nervous to talk to them, you know, I, I consider them friends now. And that was that what took about six, seven, almost eight months to do that. It's incredible. And the one commonality, I mean, you had a lot of them, obviously, as you went on, but they loved the NFL. Yep. They played American football. They had a league. Uh, they were devoted football players and they were fathers, as you mentioned, um, and I think what's remarkable, uh, Trent, and I don't know for both of you, how much did, I know for me it wasn't very much, but how much did you really think about a war that's going on 12,000 miles away? 
I didn't. And and it's what I love about this project. You know, you, you, this made it personal for all of us, Yeah, all of us making it, all of us watching it, editing it, so forth. And then soon, you know, when this comes out to the world, hopefully the people that watch it will see it through this very, very personal lens. It's not the NBC nightly news, which is you feel so, I mean, I love what they do on the nightly news and I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. They're so good at it, but pretty, you know, after a while it's like white noise and I can't, I can't connect to it. And right. what I love about this project is you are just, you are airlifted right in there and you are in the trenches with these guys and you are feeling what they feel and you are missing what they miss. And you see the pictures of their, their family and you're like, Oh, and you're immediately asking yourself, would I do what they did? Would I, would I be able to, I mean, I love my wife, my, my son, I love my life, my freedom. Would I be able to walk away from all of it? You know, if I had the same choice and, 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 you know, it's amazing to, to, to see it all through their lens. And, and Kyle, there, there was, uh, obviously you meet a number of guys and, and form relationships with them, but there was a, a pair of uh, brothers really, um, Roman and Danilo, um, tell me about them. These guys shared the same backfield, obviously, uh, were brothers. And, and I got to believe that every time you got or received or didn't receive maybe one of these, uh, one of these messages, you had to know that there was an inevitability about this war, that something might happen to these guys that you now suddenly cared about. Absolutely. Um, the Bogoslavsky brothers were the Ukrainian League of American football's version of the Watts or the Barbers or even the Mannings or the McCordys, you, you take your pick. But imagine though, yeah. if, if Peyton and Eli or um, Tiki and Rondé were in the same backfield, these are two cool. Ukrainian brothers. One was the fullback Danilo and one was the tailback Roman and obviously very tight teammates, brothers, their whole upbringing war starts. Uh, the Russians invade. They quit football and they both joined the military immediately, but they had a real, they had the foresight to do something where they say, you know, instead of let's stick together and watch each other's back, their approach was, I love you so much. And I'm so invested in you personally. And you mean so much to me that we are concerned that our personal connection might get in the way of our duty and it maybe mm. distract us from our duty. So they deliberately decided to serve separately for the same wow. cause but not in the same location. And, um, you know, their mother, Elena, has to watch both of her sons go from the football field to the battlefield. And um, listen, you watch the piece and halfway through it, we get the news. And by we, I mean Trent and the production team and me through our phone that Danilo Bogoslavsky was killed by machine gun fire and in a tank attack in the middle of Russia. And when you hear it, I mean, it's just, I, you've been talking to this person for five months and their brother, and you've come to really care for them and they're dead and they're gone and they're never coming back. And 24 hours later, I'm talking to Roman face to face for the first time about his brother who was killed by Russians. And it's like, wow, I'm not in the cul-de-sac anymore. I, I feel like I'm really, um, really invested in something. And Trent, what was interesting too, you do this project and typically this would not happen with, with a, a movie of yours where this is playing out in real time. And yet Kyle is on good morning football uh, and he brings 
sort of his experience as it's happening for, for lack of a better term uh, to that show. And so yeah. even though we don't know the ending, right, we don't, we, do, we haven't, <clears throat> you haven't finished the movie or you haven't, but then now you have a whole new audience and they're invested. And, and that had to be interesting to see the reaction from that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, weirdly, it, it was like an experimental uh, style of storytelling in that we, we, we thought it would be interesting to, to merge our two shows. You know, we have NFL 360 and we have Good Morning Football and how, and we've always been like good friends and supportive of each other. And, and, and we love what they do and they love what we do. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is there a world where we can kind of bring them in and co-produce at times? And I remember it, it, it put even more of a burden on Kyle because Kyle, is asked to do so many things. He's asked to do the sketch comedy and the high energy and the intent. And he's got, he's so great at that. And I would call him and I would say, Hey, we really need to do a segment about Danilo. And it's just like, Oh my God, like you're asking me to, that, that gear shift is unbelievable that we're asking of him. And, and because, because he cares so much about this Ukraine project and it's, it's just, it's, he has a, does a really good job of compartmentalizing. He's like, that's this other thing I'm doing. And I would keep saying, no, 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 no. I need to do it with this good morning. <laughs> and the reason we wanted to do it is we wanted, we wanted the world, we wanted to let the world in. We wanted to let them into our process and we wanted them to start following Kyle's journey while it was happening. And then on December 24th, they're going to get to see what they've been following along the way. Yeah. You know, strategically, it sounded great. It was a lot to dump on Kyle. And I got to tell you, from my end of that, something I'm very aware of on Good Morning Football, and I am very aware of on your show right now as we're speaking, is that person in the audience who says, talk about football. Why why are you talking about war? Why are you talking about politics? I get that. I understand what you're going for and what you're not going for. And if you turn on a show called Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, my God, talk about the Dolphins. What is this? And yet... I was so reticent about that. And I was part of my my little pushback about we got to pick our spots here and we got to respect our audience. Um, The social media reaction was massive. The ratings of the segment, great. Didn't have this like change the channel thing. We grabbed the people. And one of the coolest things by far afterwards was the first time we went on Good Morning Football and showed even a clip of this project. I got a bunch of messages saying, is there merchandise available? Can I buy a jersey um, for this team, the Lumberjacks in Ukraine, or uh, the Kiev Capitals, who is Zaretsky's team? Can I buy a sweatshirt? Can I buy a jersey? Can I buy a hat? They wanted to not only listen to it, they wanted to be part of it. And yeah. that takes a lot to take a football audience and tell them something where you're talking 10,000 miles away with people who are not Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson to get them to not only tolerate, it, but be into it very, very difficult. And that's how quality I think this content is and how relatable it is. Like Trent saying, I think people respond to authenticity, yeah. right? So, and, and people have a very fine bullshit meter, right? Sure. So they're, this is cutting right through and they're saying, Oh my God, this is the real thing. These are real people that he cares about that are going through stuff that we need to know about. And the minute they see it, they know, they know it's real. And that's why those segments would result in all this social media frenzy. And not only was it from, you know, Kyle's fan base, it was from the Ukrainian 
yeah. our Ukrainian friends. So, mm-hmm. so we didn't, we weren't prepared for this, but our project got more interesting and deeper with every good morning football segment, because that's the only thing they could see, Whoa. right? Cause they could find it on YouTube or we would, you know, somebody would send it to them and they would say, Oh my God, this is real. This is actually happening. <laughs> it's not just this crazy man that keeps texting me. Like this yeah. is an actual thing. And suddenly like we would get more feedback from them and, and, and it just, the project got more robust the more we did that. I think. Well, it becomes even more real, uh, Kyle, and goes to a whole nother level because you actually leave the U.S. and go over to Europe and you have a chance to meet with some of the wives and and their children are there. Um, Describe that journey because we talked about this being a journey. That was a physical and I would think a very emotional one as well. Yeah, this a life memory. And I I, I really felt I got to get off the couch. I got to get out of the suburbs. I I, I got to do the best I can possibly do. The most the National Football League will allow me to do in this story to get my hands dirty the best I can. So we all got on planes and we flew to Eastern Europe and um, we couldn't go to Ukraine. It's a war zone. I, I Ideally, you go there, but it's not safe. And there's all sorts of restrictions around the border. So we went to um, Riga in the city of Latvia and we went to Warsaw and Poland. And the reason we went to those cities in those countries is those are the countries that are taking Ukrainian refugees. I want everyone listening to this, make sure they understand that the, the country fled. They, the, the women and the children fled their country and their towns and their homes and their beds. So the Russians wouldn't kill them. Now the men are not allowed to leave. You serve or you stay. This is a real thing that's happening. So you can't just say, oh, my God, the Russians are attacking my city. Me as a father, let me take my son and my daughter and my wife and leave. You can't. They leave. You stay. And if your son's old enough, you stay. So Poland and Latvia are these countries that say, bring us your Ukrainians. We'll find homes for them. We'll find beds for your children. We'll find jobs. We'll find schools. And so we flew there. You're damn right we flew there. And we landed. And the second you land, it hits you with a thud. It's heavy. It's dreary. This is the old Eastern European um, throwback to 50, 60, 70 years ago. And there's Ukrainian flags everywhere. And you sit there. I'm telling you, I got to do some pretty memorable stuff in my career. God, thank God. Sitting there with a woman, this this wonderful woman and her beautiful little Ukrainian four-year-old daughter running around and have this woman say, we don't know if daddy's coming home. We don't know. He's a hero. Heroes don't always come home. I don't hear from him sometimes for days. And I'm sure that he's been killed. And then I wake up and there's a text from him saying I'm okay. It, it, it levels you. It floors you. And I'm 10,000 miles away from my wife and my kids. And I start thinking about them and what I would do. And uh, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Uh, uh, just telling the story. When you see the real thing, it just it just knocks you on your ass. And, and Trent, I don't know if this was planned or not, or Kyle, um, but while you're there, there's, and, and you mentioned there, a lot of days would go by without any kind of communication between the wives and the soldiers. One of them actually FaceTimes yeah. or his wife while you're there, and you get to actually talk to him in real time. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just tee that up for Kyle because it's more his experience. But I, I would just tell you from like a logistics standpoint, you know, Kyle had never 
up until that moment, Kyle had never had an actual com- back and forth live conversation through a Zoom right. or a FaceTime or anything. It had all been this this video pen pal thing. And, and every time you'd send a, a video, it, it, first of all, they would have to be short because we can't be texting 20 yeah, minutes. Right. You're, you're texting right. a 40 second or 90 second video to someone who's in a foxhole and you're waiting, not knowing if you'll ever hear back. And, and so that's the only experience Kyle has had up until this moment. While we're there, FaceTime comes in for the 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 woman uh, the the gentleman's wife and Kyle gets to have that experience right then in that moment where they get to meet each other like live on a FaceTime for the first time and they're just kind of screaming like <laughs> you know go ahead Kyle you you should you know what the only thing wrong with it is that it's so amazing you would suspect that it's staged it's right. it's and it's not staged i not promise staged. you everyone listening and watching it is a hundred percent authentic. I have been talking to this wonderful woman, Anna, and their daughter Mia, and we're walking through this park. And to Trent's point, months and months of videos back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Never so much as a FaceTime. Ne- never the ability to say how are you, and then to say I'm okay. How are you? Nothing. We're walking through the park, and she looks at her phone. And she goes, "It's Yuri. It's Yuri. He's calling." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's calling now. Is this re- is this really happening?" And she hits it. And I see him and I freak out. And then he sees the two of us together, this person he's been talking with and his wife and his daughter, the third, and he starts freaking out. And listen, he's in it. He's driving this armored truck in full camo and he's got this massive smile on his face. And it it was um, joyous, just so special, so childlike. And it was it was like we were hugging through the phone and I'm hugging his wife and we're all just jumping up and down together. It was um. It was was an unbelievably positive moment in the middle of a very negative, heavy story. And that I promise you, 100% authentic. I I mean, I'm ready to tear up right now talking about it. It was just a great, great moment. It it is a surreal moment when you watch it in the film. And and then you're actually there in part, not just to meet with the wives and, and of course, uh, their daughters. But you're going to present them with an opportunity, um, a couple of them, to go to Germany where the Bucks, this is where I intersect this story unwittingly but uh the bucks are playing seattle in germany the first nfl game in germany not too far from where they're at and it turns out that i guess they're kind of big tom brady fans right who's not uh and they are overwhelmed by this opportunity and i should tell you and i should tell your listeners okay the bucks portion of this is massive because i would have this back and forth with these guys where I got my agenda and they have theirs. So I would send a video, you know, tell me what is it like and how do you get through it? And it must be so difficult and tell me about the war. And you, I'm just trying, you know, I really want to learn what they're going through. (laughs) And They'll send me a video back and they'll say, war was very terrible, but please tell me about the Buccaneers. Can we start winning? Like they, they don't want to talk about the war. <laughs> they they want to talk about, uh, you know, Ali Marpet's retirement and how it's going to affect Brady in the pocket. Like they are way into it. And the second note of that is that you get that they love Brady. Okay. They, they all love Brady. And so after a few videos and exchanges about you love Brady, you start to say, okay, well, it's, it's not a Tom Brady piece. It's an NFL piece. So, 
Anybody else that you want, you know, do you like, do you like <laughs> Patrick Mahomes? Do you and TJ Watt in the mostly just Tom Brady? Like it's, they just love the guy. And it's and you laugh out loud. I always just look, you hear the term face of the league thrown around all the time. And you can attribute that to Jersey sales or Google searches, and that's fine. When you are talking to a Ukrainian soldier with a machine gun across his chest in front of a blown out building, and all he wants to talk about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, that is the face of the league. And as you know, Rick, the face of the league came to play a very special part in this project. He really did. And Trent will get into this, but um, I was in Germany at that game. And I can just tell you, uh, the loudest ovation, and there were a lot of them, including the, the uh, karaoke that broke out during the game, um, without question was when they introduced uh, those two wives with their children yeah. prior to the game. I had chills, and I didn't know them. I know them now through your film, so looking back at it, it's remarkable. Um, what happens next, Trent, is some luck and, and a, lot of, a lot of good fortune, I guess. Well, listen, there's a little backstory there. I mean, you know, we we were working on that for months, trying to figure out, could we could we get these families there? Uh, and once we got them there, first of all, is it even, is it even appro- appropriate? Mm-hmm. You know, feel, everything about this, you have to kind of... Sure. Because the, the men had dreamed, the, the men had had all known that, you know, the Bucks were going to play in Munich and that was about an eight hour, you know, distance from where they were. And the, and the plan was, we're going to take our families to this game. That was always the plan. And the war changed everything. So now they knew, oh, sure. we're, we're not going to get to do that. So we're thinking, if we take the families to the game, is that going to make them feel like crap or it, it, you know, how's that going to feel? And so we were very concerned about that. And and right away, the men said, this is the greatest honor of our lives. Like, oh. you know, they're going to represent us and our league. And, and please, like, don't worry about us. Like, let them go do this and make sure they have fun. And, and, and so they they made sure that was cool. The next thing was in our group was should we like somehow acknowledge them at the game or should we just let them be in the crowd and enjoy a football game? And like, is it this political? Like there's so much to think about. And then I remember it was my job to write the, uh, the little script that the um, VO dude was going to read in front of 80,000 people. And I'm like, well, I think I want to write this in a way that will get them to, they have to understand who these women are. And ideally, right. like they would like stand and just really embrace them. And like you're, you're really scrutinizing every word of how you write it. And then I just gave up and I gave it to our writer. We have a writer and he he wrote it beautifully and we, and, and we turned it in. And then I didn't get to go to this game. I, I was home, you know, New York watching and I'm watching this unfold and you just see this ovation and it gets louder and louder and louder. And I'm losing my mind. I'm crying my eyes out. Yeah. And I'm thinking, am I just crying because I know these people? And then I look a little closer. Everybody's crying. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, talk to Kyle about it. And he's like, oh, my God. And, I remember, and then I remember I'm I'm uh, a couple days later, I'm on a jog and I'm listening to your podcast. And because, uh, you know, I'm a fan. I listen. I listen to my boy, Rick. And you're talking about this moment. And you're saying that of everything that happened in Munich, when it was a magical, magical. I mean, it really was. If you're a Bucks fan, like that was Bucks heaven in Munich. 
And you're saying of all the great things, that moment is what resonated with you the most. And I'm thinking, holy cow, like the reach of that little thing. And I just think people are ready to put their arm and we, we, I'll, I'll finish with this. The, I had an opportunity to talk to the wives three days ago, cause we did a follow-up interview with them. And one of them, Anna, I haven't even told you this yet, Kyle, but Anna said to her, we said, what was that like at moment? Mm-hmm. She said, it was like 80,000 people were hugging me and my family mm-hmm. in one moment. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I just didn't want it to end. It was the coolest thing that I had just, they, they understood what we were going through and they were just all hugging us. And then she said, we went back to our seats and it wouldn't stop. Everyone kept coming up to them, hug him, hug him, hug him. Like the whole third quarter or all these strangers coming up. They don't need to talk. They just want to hug him. Mm-hmm. So cool. All right. You wanted to talk about the Tom Brady moment, which. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I did. Well, here's the thing. Um, and you can tell me the logistics of this, which is crazy, right? Because first yeah. of all, the Bucks it helped they won the game. They had not been playing very well. Uh-huh. And they probably, no doubt, played their, their yeah. greatest game. And Tom Brady is a, a big game quarterback. But we know they've got to catch a plane going back, you know, from yep. from yeah. Germany. And it's going to leave in an hour. And we're right. doing the media thing. And they all actually right, I- some get in front of them. I, I, can, uh, I can give you some drama here. So All right. So all I right. told you I'm not at the game. Uh, Kyle's not at the game because he's nope. the best man in his brother's wedding back in Texas. <laughs> so the two dudes that need to be there aren't there. <laughs> Luckily, uh, my boss, Dallas Hitchcock, is there and he is with the families. And I am texting him saying, hey, I think if the Bucks win this, we might have a shot to get them to like be able to meet Brady. Just mm-hmm. I'm just thinking maybe mm-hmm. because here's the perfect storm. You know, Tom had had been, you know, in the Giselle thing, and mm-hmm. yeah. it's not a good time to be asking any favors of Tom, sure. right? Uh, so we so we didn't up until this moment, and and I noticed that at that moment, right before halftime, when the eighty thousand people are hugging the, the 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 wives of Ukraine, Brady's like twenty feet from that. He mm, must yeah. have experienced that as well. So I'm clocking that in my head, like he must know who these people are now. Right. Mm-hmm. Number two, they're winning. He's balling. Everything's great. So I've composed this perfect text for uh, for Nelson, the head of uh, of, of PR. Nelson Luis, yeah. Nelson Luis. And I'm not going to send it until Brady's taken a knee, because if, <laughs> if, if something happens and they lose this game and I sent that text, it's like on me for jinxing. Yeah. The box. So, I mean, this I'm literally I'm a. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, waiting. As soon as the the the, the win is in hand, boom, I hit send. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, I'm watching on TV and I see Nelson <laughs> is running with Brady to the 50 yard line. I'm like, he's not looking at his text. <laughs> oh my god! But we I, so we wait like 10 minutes and the text yeah. comes back to me and Nelson says, "Are you at the game?" I'm like, "No," but Dallas is. And he's like, "Can you get him here in four minutes?" I'm like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "We're in the press room," which, by the oh way, is where god. you were, Rick. We're yeah. in the press room. Can you get in the press room? Like, yeah. I don't know. I think they're out in the stadium, like singing Sweet Home Alabama or whatever the hell all those people are doing. <laughs> so I'm texting Dallas. He's like, we're like a quarter mile away. You can't Go. imagine how far away we are. And I'm in this three-way text with Nelson and Dallas. And and Nelson keeps saying, we're literally getting on the bus in one minute. In one minute, where are you? And Dallas is like, we're running. And Dallas is like six six foot four. And he's like plowing people out of the way. Yeah. He fin- They finally get to Brady right before he gets on the bus and the most amazing 
magical thing happens and I should let one of you tell that part of it. Well, I, listen, I just remember the quote, Con. I'd love to get your reaction to it because you know these families, you know these yeah. women. And and uh, forgive me for not knowing which one says to Tom Brady, you are my hero's hero. Yeah. Well, that was Anna. Uh, that was Anna who I had met with in, in Riga uh, and whose daughter Mia uh, had, you know, sat on our laps as we talked. And it's an all-time quote. It's in a beautiful sentiment. And let, let's understand, this is someone who is limited in her English and it, mm-hmm. it, it, it still it comes out with that sort of insight and that sort of beauty in that quote. And um, it's true because the look on Yuri, her husband's face, who's in the armored car, she says to him when, when, when he finds out that his family is going to go to the Bucks game and see his favorite player, he's so joyous and he's so happy. And she says to him, joking, I will say hi to Tom Brady for you. And they have a laugh about it. <laughs> Little did she know it would actually happen. It's the best moment um, outside of the battlefield from this piece, in my opinion. It wouldn't be possible without Tom Brady. I'm tracking it so close as the game's going on because I'm starting to hear that Tom might actually meet with these people. And I understand it from a football perspective, as you do. So this is the face of the league in the first ever game played in Germany. He has a million obligations, the biggest of which is they need a win bad in this game. <laughs> they got to win this game just aside from everything. He gets the win. I Who knows how many people are asking him to do this, do this. And then you got to end up playing and fly home. Rick, I was following it so closely and I was wondering that, okay, we needed them to win. I'll have you know that I, I was tracking this. He was not sacked in that game. And I'm like, that might play a factor. Like, yes. how is he feeling physically after right. the game? So yeah. no sacks. Thank you to the Bucks offensive line. And it was like, no sacks, barely touched, gets the win, sees the people. And also, you know what? Just a really good human being who doesn't need right. to do that. It doesn't need to do it for one second and found time in an international trip to go and meet some people from a heavily politically charged situation going on across the world. And I will, I will never be able to thank him enough for doing it. And you watch the moment because we, by the way, full disclosure, we're still finishing the piece. It's not a thousand percent done. The, the editing is, will go until the, the, uh, the last second, but we were watching it in this morning and my editor and I had this moment where we just kind of looked at each other and like, Brady is such a good dude. I know. When you watch that, that clip, like he, there's no place on earth he'd rather be in that moment. He mm-hmm. is so completely there for those people. And it yeah. is so authentic. And he he says, how old's your daughter? And he goes, oh, it's such a great age. And he's just thinking about them and what they're going through. And of course, they want him to sign stuff. But even the way he signs it, like he, it, he's just there for them. Well, it's There's like we said, I'm, a, I'm just a dad who loves football. That's why I did it. In that moment, he was just a dad who loves football. He has a bunch of kids. He knows how to talk to kids. He knows how not to talk to kids. He knows how to be polite and present. And it was just it, when you see the moment, it's not him saying, yeah, yeah, sure. Good luck. Good luck. Like there's a real presence there for him. And again, right after a game, right before a flight and Listen, you think you know everything about the guy, and we've all followed him for the last quarter century, and he still shows you a new side. And I, I just respect it so much, and I'm so thankful. And that's I, – I can tell you, and I didn't know Tom at all until he came to Tampa Bay. The the biggest, I guess, pleasant surprise is for an international superstar, which essentially he is. You can tell by all the fans he has in Europe. Um, he is incredibly present. When, when he is there with you, he looks you in the eye. He doesn't have a cell phone. He's not in a mm. hurry. He's listening to what you say. 
and it's a credit, uh, you know, to his parents and everybody. Um, but that that was that was a sing one of the singular great moment of a lot of moments in this film. Kyle, I have to ask you this: Yeah, how has this changed you? I mean, you gave more than just your abilities as a, as a broadcaster or or, or your your time, uh, and you are one of the busiest men in in the industry. Um, I got to believe that uh, you had some tough tough times big time big time and you don't think that's going to happen you're at a distance you understand the story it's a little heavy but you'll ask your questions hopefully you get some good responses and hey let's you know let's throw this in the old edit and see if you can make a good piece of content i can't believe the places that it went i can't believe how much i care about these people and i really think meeting the wives and children makes the difference you meet someone's daughter you give them a present you have coffee and talk with their wife it is a whole different type of relationship. And I got to tell you, when I flew back finally from Europe after this trip and after having met these wives and seen and been in these places where the war is really charged, it's a different hug with your kids when you walk in the door, a different hug. It's a different kiss with your wife. And there's a whole new perspective. And that's why, listen, it, this the audience for this, football fans, sure. The people who are involved in the news, sure. It's just a family thing. If you have children, if if you have a husband or a wife, it is immediately personal with you because, as Trent said, you just can't imagine what they're doing. You can't imagine that they woke up to hear explosions and fled and dropped off the kids and said, see you later, or maybe don't see you later, and I'm going to go to war. It's 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 bad. It really is. And I can't believe I was part of it. I still can't believe it. It's a great story told uh, by great storytellers, and and it brings home and humanizes something that I said is more than 10,000 miles away. And all of us, uh, yourself as a father and and a husband and all of that, can only imagine if if when called upon, we would would do the same thing. It's just an incredible piece. It airs after, uh, it airs on the NFL Network after, on Christmas Eve, after game day final, and then again, it's appropriated time, I guess on the 27th at 8 p.m. Kyle, Trent, can't thank you enough. Uh, Congratulations. This is a remarkable movie, uh, film, and uh, I appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for all the support, Rick. Appreciate you so much. You're the man. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. We will talk to you guys on Sunday, and we will review the Bucks at Cardinals critical game as they try to secure an NFC South title with just three games remaining. Big game out there in Phoenix. So we'll talk to you on uh, Monday morning's podcast, Sunday night, me and Steve from phoenix we appreciate you guys listening hope you enjoyed the podcast for steve burstick i'm rick stroud of the tampa Bay times have a great day everybody mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.